buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodding and Gary Callagher here from REMAX. Good afternoon, Gary. This is our last show of 2021. How are you doing? Well, we're doing real good, Jim. I hope you had a nice uh, warm holiday season down there. And, yeah. Yeah, it's a heavy-duty cold snap up here right now. I'm sure you know, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty brutal. I heard, and I I, I also uh, the snow emergency route thing. I read about that. Yeah. Um, well, $500,000 to put in 2,000 signs and then it was the, it was the, yeah, I know. It's the first time they've, they've called it out in how many years? You know, it's been a long time, but I think that's what I read. Isn't that right? Five, 500 grand for 2000 installation of 2000 signs. I didn't read the, the article yeah. with reference, so I don't know what the number was. But uh, it was up there. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. So uh, yeah, down here the weather is um, we're a little unseasonably warm, 80, 82 degrees right now, um, and it's kind of nice. Obviously, um, what's the temperature up there these days? Uh, Windshield, we're in the negative. I think twenty, thirty below right now. Oh my! This is going to be the coldest day of this season so far right and uh, it's uh, pretty extreme yeah i got you did they uh did they get all the snow cleared in time and well they got the main roads are, are pretty cleared but we got a, a big dosing of snow this week too it's yeah i heard you that. Know, the biggest snow of this season as well that we've had as well so it was uh uh the other storm the other night wednesday night i believe it was or tuesday whenever it was um Monday, whatever. The first one that we had, we had two of them this week. It was a pretty good one. And, did they uh, did they close the schools? Well, the schools, the kids are out of school. Oh, duh. Yeah, of break. course. Of so course. they're not, there's, there's no schools. So. Wasn't that, that was always the bummer when we were young, too. It's like, ah, oh, we got a snowstorm over Christmas break. That just, it's so bad. You know, <laughs> always wanted the time off. Well, we had, we used to get breaks at, at uh, Christmas time. I don't recall. Going to be in school over the Christmas New Year's no, no, I, ever. I, what I meant was is we'd always get the good snowstorms over Christmas break, so we couldn't get any extra days off from school. Oh, oh. Right, yeah. There you go. Well, anyway, so we should probably move on to real estate. Well, Jim, it's, uh, it's the time of year that we have for real estate where there's a lot of predictions, and there's a lot of end-of-the-year kind of like top stories. And... Um, uh, you know, so just running through some of the stories that we've had locally here, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, we have a couple of, uh, interesting stories, but, um, uh, uh, we've got one top story that I think is the top one. And, you know, I'm going to save that one for last because I just don't think it can be topped at all, you know, but some of the locals, I think personally, but I think were some of the top stories that have been in the news for the most part certainly has been the cozy bar. That's kind of been in the story, uh, in the news several times this year. So I think that that's a, that's that's an ongoing story. Uh, I think another one of the top stories uh, is the um, uh, central school sales. You know, with Greg Fulmer. 
you know, and um, waiting for an update from from him as to when the uh, old central is going to actually close. You know, they pushed that back. It was supposed to close in October of this year, uh, but they pushed that back to uh, into the new year. And so uh, uh, he's I've, I've talked to him recently and he said he'll get me an update as soon as it closes and we'll have him on and he can. Um, give us an update. But the other thing too, Jim, is uh, the new central up over the hill. Right. You know, if you drive by that on central entrance, they're doing some major league work there. I think they're doing some some uh, utility infrastructure work. You know, they've got that uh, main entrance all dug up there. And so there's definitely some activity going on um, at, at that place. And, you know, what they're doing, whether they're actually installing the utilities or just looking at them and de- determining what they have to do to them, I don't know. But uh, it'll be interesting to talk to Greg about that as well. Um, so uh, some of the other stories, Jim, here locally are, um, you know, the uh, old St. Louis County Jail is going to be turned into apartments. I think that that's kind of a cool story. Um, uh, the apartments that are going to be built as well. Um also, there was a story of a couple of months, two or three months ago, Jim, that uh, they're going to build some condos down on Water Street um, over by uh, off of 21st Avenue East down there in that vacant spot next to the, uh, you know, where the Edmonds building is, the Edmonds yep. Real Estate Building. There's a vacant lot there, and they're going to be putting some condominiums up there as well. So I think that, that that's kind of a neat little story. Um, apartment buildings up in Hermantown opened up this year. I think that was kind of an interesting story. Uh, the condo, the uh, townhomes on London Road between 36 and 40th Avenue East is another story. And um, uh, though what's going on over there right now is just phenomenal. I mean, they are just building those things. They're putting those uh, empty units to be built units on the market, Jim, and they're selling. Yeah, They've put several of them on the market here in the last, I don't know, couple of weeks anyways maybe the last months let's say and uh they're pending so there's a big market for those that whole development is going full blast right now and i think as we get into next year uh you know going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out so uh but one of the big things coming down the road for that area jim with london road is uh, london road is going to go is scheduled to go through a a resurfacing in 2025 so you know there's been a couple of uh of uh, online meetings for that and uh it'd be interesting to see how that all shapes up because they did a resurfacing on london road i think back in like 2008 somewhere back in there uh and then they did all the culvert work after the the flood work down there as well so there's been some upgrades and what a uh resurfacing looks like when they're going to take things down to one lane with all the these new housing starts up there. Well, we'll have to wait and see how that all looks. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, and and down here, when you talk about buying them sight unseen, yeah, that's happening all over the place um, as well down here. I mean, people are 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 getting on waiting lists to make offers and things of that nature with with different developments. So what you're talking about doesn't surprise me. So, well. Interesting stuff. I don't know how we're doing on time for this segment, but uh, I know we, we got, got another. We got another four minutes. Okay. Well, we've got a top story, Jim. That I I just don't think, and this might go into the next segment. But uh, the the number one story, in my opinion, this year is just the real estate market itself. Right. I don't think anything can top it. And I, you know, locally, nationally, I know your market. You know, where down where you're at as well. 
there's just nothing that can compare to the story of real estate in 2021 and everything that happened. And, uh, and, you know, I thought 2018, 2019 were big years to begin with. I think we set records back in 2018. Yeah, yep. And, uh, um, you know, but what, what happened this year is just something that, you know, you and I have seen a lot of stuff in real estate and a lot of stuff has happened in real estate, uh, you know, since the computerization of it, <clears throat> you know, when you go, we go back to, as we got into the late nineties, but I don't think anybody could have predicted the level of activity and the frenzy in the marketplace that we've seen. We had a frenzy in the early 2000s, you know, when the market was just booming yep, yep. prior to the housing uh, bust, whenever the recession took place. But I don't think we're going to go into any type of recessionary uh, um, periods like we did. But when this frenzy stops i don't know i think they're predicting a more a robust market coming up in 2022 as well no signs of it slowing down but to go through what we went through jim you know is i think it's unprecedented first of all and it set a lot of new marks there's a new standard i think for value and you know so that's just one of the things that that I think is, is to me going to be the top story of the year locally here. Uh, uh, I don't know, you know, how you, whether or not you agree with that, but I think it's a big story. Well, I think I, I actually think you're right. I think that the, the market itself has got to be the number one story because it's so insane. I've never been in a market like this uh, as well. I, I, I do think, you know, we went through some of those predictions last week. I do think the one prediction that or, or something that they all failed to talk about those predictions what's going on with covid right now which i think when they came out of those predictions um it wasn't what it wasn't what it is now where we have you know more positive cases in one day you know recently than we've ever had um and boy it's uh it sure is blossoming down here in florida that's probably the wrong term to use but you know when they report 50,000 cases in one day um, that means that the COVID thing is still coming on. And I'm, I'm very curious to see, you know, what kind of an impact that is going to have on the real estate market. I mean, being that, that this variant seems to be um, weaker than the, the former one and people seem to be getting through with it, uh, through it just fine. But um, man, it just makes me, it makes me think again, about uh, the impact of, of COVID and what it had, what it had been, you know, especially in 2020 and then, you know, coming out of it in, in 2021. I, you know, that's the thing going forward that I'm very curious uh, what's going to happen. But Gary, here, we're up on our break right now. So let's take that. Let's take a, a break here on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Folks, you're tuned in and we will be right back. So hang right in there. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax. I'm down in Punta Gorda, Florida, which is uh, close to Fort Myers. And if you want to escape the cold, give me a call. Um, I can help you do that. Number here is 218-348-7653. And Gary, why don't you give out your number? I'm up here in the Twin Ports. I'm at 218-390-0615. Still looking for some houses for some buyers I have out there. 
if um, you're interested and uh, have a house you want to sell, if maybe you're not ready to put it on the market and would like to consider a one-time showing, uh, we can save you a little bit of money on selling your home. And uh, again, I'm at 218-390-0615. Thank you. All right. Thank so, you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, there's there's a lot of uh, celebrity real estate in the market that we can talk about um, if we have time. But uh, let's move on into uh, some of these other stories of the year. Jim, predictions. Um, I think that uh, uh, one of one of my favorite sites. It's called Narada Real Estate Investments, and I basically look at them once or twice a year. But this is the time of the year I look at them because they've got some good good predictions, and they and uh, uh, yeah. I like reading what they're saying. And they're they're kind of uh, indicating that they think that the uh, we're going to be in a in somewhat of a similar market this year. Uh, you know, and, and they indicated something something that happened this year that I think was uh, interesting was we got into July and August and the market seemed to like be breaking a little bit as we got into that 4th of July holiday. I think this market just took a little bit of a, a, a breath. And I remember in particular putting a house on the market and, you know, the sellers had wanted to be in all the frenzy and all this and that. And, and they kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And uh, uh, they called me and they said, okay, we're ready. And this is, mid-August, let's say. Yeah. And, boy, we just, you know, we got a couple showings here and a couple showings there and um, nothing going on. And, you know, we sat on the market. It must have been two, two and a half weeks, and it's like, ugh, what's going on? Right. And uh, all of a sudden, we did get an offer, but the sellers had to pay some closing costs. But I'll tell you something, and I think we closed that one in like 30 days. It closed in mid-September. And and shortly after that, this market like exploded. It was back to this like beginning of the year frenzy. Right. And so, you know, I think some of these these um, uh, people that are making these predictions are saying, you know, with the wild fourth quarter that we had, you know, um, is it going to spill over into 2022? And I think that pretty much there's a consensus that yes, they, uh, uh, they think that it's going to, and, uh, they think there's still going to be a shortage of housing. Um, they think that the price growth, which in some cases in 2021, Jim, and in some markets, it eclipsed 20%. Uh, there was a 20% growth in price pricing across, you know, in the real estate markets, they think that price growth isn't going to like sustain itself. Right. We're going to see a drop in price growth, but the activity levels are going to still be there. The supply shortages are still going to be there. The interest rates are going to go up. And so I think that we see that um, uh, happening. And, and some of what, what they're saying is that we could see housing supply shortages um, at the levels not seen since the 1970s. Wow, and and they attribute this to the millennial uh, homebuyers and exactly. the, the millennials wanting to own homes, and they're just gobbling these things up. And so, uh, I think we're in for another um, uh, big year. Uh, and they don't, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying now, "Hey, is, is the we're not not they're not saying, but people are asking, is the housing market going to crash?" Right. And it, it says that there may be 
some markets that are experiencing some drawback, but with, with the demand and the number of people, again, that are coming into the marketplace year after year here, they've pretty much think this is going to be a healthy, uh, 2022 is going to be a healthy market as well as 2021. Maybe not as similar for price growth, but, uh, and maybe not as good a deals for buyers with the mortgage interest rates, but they still think that there's going to be a healthy marketplace. So I think that those are, um, obviously those are good signs uh, for the local real estate market, but uh, interesting predictions. Yeah. Well, here, listen to this. So if you want to, if you want to um, wind up the year in a statement, um, you know, according to right now, so far the home appreciation is up year over year nationwide by 18.5 cent, 5%, which is the highest level um, that the federal housing finance agency price index history. It's the highest level in that history. Um, but then they also state right after that, that inflation has shot up at the fastest pace since 1982, which is right after when I got out of high school. Um, and yeah, boy, do I remember those days. Um, but a long time in 1980, in those, in those years as well, interest rates were way high as well. So you had high inflation and high interest rates and yeah, it, it's uh, housing supply has plunged to its low, to the lowest level in history. Like you were saying, um, and that's down 23% from last year, which to me is hard to believe because it was still, even though we were in Corona last year, it was still a very tight inventory. Don't you agree? I think it was incredibly tight. Yeah. So. I mean, I think, with the, you know, that spring into late June market, I mean, it was just like, it was an unprecedented market with all the multiple offers and the, uh, uh, you know, and I think in some senses, Jim, we're still seeing that when a nice home, our market up here, I don't know about your market, but we're not seeing a lot of new inventory come on the market. You know, the MLS where, where the houses get input into, it's just been absolutely stale. And, uh, and, and so, and, and I think that that's common during this holiday season. And I expect it to, to pick up after we get through this New Year's, um, holiday. Well, if you want to know what the big problem, one of the big problems that they're writing about in the papers down here um, is that there have been there have been people that have had, well, just like just like up north, people who've had um, rental inventory, you know, and because of the attractive price levels of uh, what single family houses are going for, these people that have this rental inventory of single family houses are deciding to sell them. Um, and when they sell them, they're displacing people who are renting. And those renters are having shock and and very, very, very hard time finding a place um, to replace what they had. Uh, and down here, that includes many of the elderly who are on fixed income. So it's a, it's a real problem. And it's something that... They're really starting to talk about because a lot of people are, you know, their homes are being sold, their leases are not being renewed, um, and it's it's a it's a it's a real it's a sad thing when you read some about some of the stories, but it's it's a reality of this market. I'm sure you're seeing kind of the same thing up there. Well, we're again we're in a very slow market up here, and I think it's seasonal. It happens, but. Um, uh, I expect when when a, a house hits the market, that's an attractive house. Right. 
you can expect it to be gone. Yeah, same here. You know, and and right now we got one coming in here and one coming in there, and that, but they just they they fly off the market, and and so when we get into our new selling season, and I don't know when that's going to begin. If that's going to begin mid January, mid February, whenever, but you're going to see multiple houses coming down the market, and I fully expect that it's going to be, uh, you know, people jumping on these houses, and it, it's going to be just somewhat of a frenzy again, and and. Uh, uh, you know, I think that the one of the other things that that they're talking about is uh, mortgage interest rates. Yes, they expect them to rise, but they also expect wage growth to go up too, Jim. So they think that some of that may offset the rise in, in interest rates uh, from the buyer's perspective. But and then the one of the other issues and that people are going to keep an eye on. One of the predictions is they they still think that uh, the rental market is going to uh, uh, have continued growth. So I think you're going to see multifamily units continue to be built. Right. But then also new single-family home starts. That's a really unknown market. When you're talking about new construction, building houses for people, they um, uh, with the labor and supply issues, uh, they they just it's an unknown at this point. And they're, they're just saying we have to wait and see what happens with those things because those are two of the biggest, uh, you know, you know, elements of, of building new homes is people that can build them and then having the necessary uh, materials to be able to build them. And if you don't have either of those, what are you going to do? Right. Well, and, and, you know, here's another one. When you talk about the price of, of construction now, um, imagine this, you know, um, in November, they announced that they were going to they were going to almost double the tariffs on on soft lumber coming in from Canada. Have you did you hear this? No. Okay, so it's eight point nine nine percent currently, and they're going to um, bring that up to seventeen point nine nine percent on on those imports. Now, that is going to have a tremendous impact on the cost of lumber, um, and so it's it's uh, it's it's just. It's amazing to me um, the costs that are that they are now compared to where they were like in January. So um, to have these kind of uh, um, of tariffs on on the lumber that we're importing in all in order to build all these houses is just astonishing. Um, yeah. But yeah. So and of course the uh, the the Home Builders Association is is trying to uh, get those reductions. Um, you know, to come down, but uh, you know, it's it is what it is, I guess. So, well, I think the housing market is uh, overall across the board with the with I think with the exception of new home construction, which I think is an unknown at this point. Right. I think that the, your your single family homes, your resales, um, are going to be strong. I don't think the prices are going to go as high. But uh, one of the other things that they, um, uh, they're talking about is, you know, there are some people that, you know, could use a new home, but they're, they're not going to sell their home because they took advantage of these low interest rates. Right. And, you know, refinancing their home and maybe pulling money out. You know, we talked about, you know, earlier, you know, uh, this fall about the number of people refinancing their homes and the amount of money equity that they're pulling out uh, is the highest it's been since 2005. So people refinancing and doing that type of stuff. And uh, 
uh, having to go out and sell their home, pay higher prices, uh, unknown as to what the interest rates are going to be. But if they lock in at a, at a 2.75% interest rate, you can almost bet, you know, unless they want to put a lot of money down and get a very short-term loan, they're not going to get that type of a rate on a 30-year loan again. I just don't think you're going to see that. And so uh, what they're doing, uh, you know, is adding to the shortage of inventory because they don't want to sell. Right. And so it's it's just going to be continue to be a tight market, but it's going to be a robust market. And it's, it's going to be a, a market that's going to be active and I think very similar to last year. But um, uh, what that all equates to up here in the Twin Ports, Jim, I certainly don't know yet. But uh, uh, as we get into the, this uh, new selling season, uh, I think it's just one of those things where we just say, you know, buckle up because it's going to be another ride and get ready for more of the same. And, and, and what that means for us as the real estate agents, Jim, is this. Um, if you're going to be a, a, a sell a house for somebody um, and they just call you, you know, one of the things, you know, when people call us, we go out and we do like an interview, we talk to them, we show them the marketing we're going to do. But also people, some, some sellers, they don't know. It's like when you say to them, well, what are your plans after you sell? You know, it's like, oh, well, we want to buy another house, you know, and this and that, you know. And some, a certain percentage of sellers, they don't know what they're going to do. Right. And if they don't, you kind of have to um, let them know and, and educate them a little bit as to if they're going to buy another house locally here, what they're going to be up against. And when you have that conversation, some of them are like, oh, wow, we weren't thinking about that, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I agree so, with that. Yep, I have had, had the same conversations down here. Yeah, and so understanding, you know, what what they're going to be trying to do is uh, is a big part of it too, you know. And and as with buyers, you know, when you're meeting with buyers and getting them ready to buy, work with them to, to to buy a house, they have to understand what they're going to be in for, and that is going to be competition, um, being ready for this uh, market. And offering, you know, when they find a house they like, understanding they're going to be in competition with other people. They're going to have to bid up over the house, over the list price. And uh, there's a good chance that they're not going to get these these uh, these offers accepted. Uh, and this could be an ongoing process. They could go through this a number of times, as we as we certainly all experienced last year. So I think it's it's one of those things to where we just have to start to, and I think the buyers that didn't buy houses last year, Jim, they know, they know what they're up against, they know what they're in for, and, yeah. and they're prepped, they're ready, you know, and they just cross their fingers and hope that they're going to get one. But the but the new buyers that are coming to the marketplace, you really have to like um, stress to them uh, what um, what they're going to be in for. Yeah, and you know, one more one more interesting. Um, when we talk about predictions, I've been looking at so many of them, but one that I thought was um, was was right on the money was that with you know the the people being able to uh, work remotely, um, yeah, a lot of them have been coming down to Florida and say I want to go where it's warm, but a lot of them are going to uh, doesn't matter the, the the temperature they're moving to smaller markets where the affordability is there. So you could see this be a boon for your small towns, you know, like your Cloquets or, you know, some of the other small towns that are around where it's not quite as expensive. Um, that's where, you know, those remote people are going to try to be, you know. So 
I think it's interesting. I think that's, that bodes well for Duluth because overall, Duluth and Superior, because overall, you know, according to the national average, you know, they're still doing pretty good in those pricing. But um, that, 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 you know, I want to go where it's sunny. You know, a lot of people are realizing that, well, I can, I can work remotely, but it's going to be really expensive to get a house that's, say, by water or something. So they're choosing, you know, a small town or, or something that's more in the middle of the state. So I think that's an interesting and, and very true um, thing that's coming up. Well, I agree with you. And, and I think one of the things, and, you know, when I know when I started real estate and when pe- buyers were looking at houses, I think probably one of the biggest wants that people were looking for that they wanted in a house was obviously a nice kitchen and a family room. I think those, those were, those were big things for people, you know, and they wanted a a second or third bath, you know, whatever today though, with today's mobile workforce, the number, I would have to put this right at the top of the list. The number one issue people look at is that home office and high-speed internet. Yeah, exactly. Bingo, that's what they want. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, you know, what's the internet speed? We have to know that because they have to have a certain level of of uh, uh, internet speed that can handle what their job requires. Right. And so I think that, you know, well, I totally Gary, agree. we got to take a break here. Let, let's, let's, let's keep that topic and we'll come right back folks you're tuned into the twin ports real estate show and hang in there we'll be right back hey welcome back to the twin ports real estate show jim ronding gary calligary here all right gary so we were talking about high speed internet demands of buyers and that is most certainly true um and that's that's one of the biggest things that that we hear down here as well uh, you know, people who are, have to work from their home, I, I, I don't know if they have to prove that they have this high-speed internet or not, but uh, it certainly seems like uh, it is part of a job requirement for sure. Yeah, it's the, it, it's the top thing that people look for, um, you know, and I think obviously, you know, your, your standards, you know, kitchens, baths, family rooms, garages, those types of things that are certainly all in the mix, but boy, that's... Uh, internet speed and home office uh, requirement is certainly, you know, gone to the top of the list for people, you know, when they're in their home buying search. And so uh, those, those types of things are, are, um, uh, are, are a, a pretty much, you know, when people buy a house, they have wants and needs. These types of things that people look for, their needs, they need to have this. This isn't a want, this is a need. You know, we'd we'd really like to have, or we we'd want to have a, a really nice master bath, or a a basement bath, or a family room, or whatever. But we need a home office with high speed internet. Just got to have it. So uh, those are just some of the things that have changed in our marketplace, in our mobile marketplace, and uh, uh, you know, just doing a little preliminary work for people to to see if they have that type of stuff. I um um. It's just part of what we do now, right? Yeah, and I and I think that um, you were talking about it earlier. But uh, one of the other one of the other big uh, predictions for this upcoming year is renovations, and uh, we've already seen that for for five years or more, where people are just saying, "Well, there's no inventory out there that I want, so I'm going to remodel what I got." Um, I'm seeing a lot of that down here as well, Gary. Are you still seeing that a lot of that up north? 
I think so. I think you're seeing that. But I think the problem we have up here, again, is labor issues. Yeah, same and, here. Yep. You know, we're just, I, I, I think when people talk about building a new home up here, I mean, they're, they could be out two years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much sure everybody, all the builders up here are booked for this building season. And they're into 2023 already. And so, you know, for somebody that needs a house now, that's just not going to work. Um, you know, one of the other things I think that, you know, with building a new house for people is the cost of it. Um, it's just, it's really gotten expensive. And a lot of people, you know, that are on a budget and, and you'll say, and I'll talk mid-level buyers here, say maybe, maybe 300, 400,000, that type of a, of a budget to build a new house. Um, when you meet with them and, and discuss with them, one of the things that they have, that they don't, they hadn't thought about was just what it costs to get the land and the utilities in just to do the site prep. Right. And we all know that, you know, you can buy a piece of land and you're not going to get a nice piece of land for much under 30 grand. And in, in some cases I would say 30 to 50 is kind of a, a, yeah. a, a mid range price point up here in this marketplace for just land, just buying the land. So then you got to put a road in, you got to, you know, you got to cut trees down, you got to get a road in, you got to get power to it. You got to, uh, if it's on city services, you got to get the, you got to pay the assessments to have the city services put in. Uh, if it's a well and septic, you got to get that. You could have 70 to a hundred thousand dollars in the, the, uh, new building construction process and you haven't even started the house. Right. Yeah. It's exactly and so true. You, you've got a, a lot of those types of things. And then you, you have to wait because everybody's so backed up. We just, we just have a shortage of, of people, you know, contractors up here that, that are available. So I think, you know, for the new people that, are, that want a new house and they Pete, listen, I think there are, uh, there's a good market for people that want a new, would like a new house, but the weight and the cost are something that I think is, is just, uh, causing them to, uh, you know, pause a little bit and, and just reassess, you know, Hey, can we make it work with just buying a used house and then maybe do a remodel? Let's do a re let's buy a house and maybe we'll remodel it. You know, right. we don't have to do a full fledged build a new house. I think they'd like to do that, but I just think that there's so many factors involved. Well, and you, with that. you know, what's funny. Uh, and, and I bet you this is true as well in the Northland. So yeah, rehab houses, um, we've had a couple of them. I've got a guy that wants to buy, um, rehab houses and, you know, he'll spend a lot of money. I mean, if, if there's a, if there's a house that the return, um, is going to pay him, he'll buy, he'll go in any price market. But the problem is, is that the, the, the fixer uppers are getting, are getting, um, multiple bids as well from multiple people who want to do the same thing. So the real, the real trashers are going for high, high dollar, um, right along with the regular inventory. Are you, are you seeing that as well up there? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. You know, so, but I, I mean, don't think we're seeing it. We don't have the numbers, obviously, that you have down there. But I think that that that's certainly something that, that's yeah. going on up here. And when you go, when you, when you talk about um, construction timeframes, uh, up here they're telling people 18 to 24 months. 
Wow. Um, and yeah, yeah. Wow. And and that's when you know you drive every every direction you drive here. It, it, you won't be going you know ten minutes in one way, in one direction before you'll see some kind of a housing development. So and we're talking some developments that they're putting in thirteen hundred homes. You know, so it's it's absolutely bonkers. And there's there's a place that's probably about fifteen miles from where I live, um, and they have everything from completed to 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 groundwork being done. I mean, that's all. It, this place is so huge. You can go through every single stage of the building uh, of building homes, and it's right there. You know, you can have a house that's finished, and right next door, it's the one's got the roof on it. And then right next door, the walls are up and the frames are up for the roof. And then right next door, you know, so on and so on. So, and a lot of these big builders down here, um, they're not taking, uh, they're not pre-selling anymore. What they're doing is is, and they don't have a price. They say. Well, they have a price. They say this is this is where this model we would sell this model, um, and now we're taking offers. So they're actually getting um, bids on new construction. Remember, I said eighteen to twenty-four months. Let's say that a house is going to be completed in five months. They're taking a bid on it, and people are going way over what the new construction cost is, so they don't have to wait an additional year to get in. That's how uh, crazy it is down here. Well, we're in. We're certainly in for another robust real estate market. I believe up up here in the Twin Ports, and it sounds like your market. And I got to believe across the nation that we're going to be in for another uh, wild market. Couple things, Jim. Uh, Mortgage interest rates have certainly gone up. Um, The the, uh, thirty-year conventional fixed rate is at three point three seven five. Yeah. The FHA FHA thirty-year term is at three point seven five, and the uh, VA. Loans, thirty-year term is at also at three point seven five, so it's all gone up, and and I think we're going to see a, a, a somewhat of a steady uh, climb of these interest rates, uh, and uh, you know, so. Well, and there I think you, that, you know, you, you 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 add that in, you add obviously inflation, gas has gone through the roof, food prices yeah. are 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 going crazy. Um, there are a friend of mine works in the food industry in a, in a large way, and, and um, the price of a can, he says, like a can for beans, uh, the price of a can has gone up thirty percent within the last you know few months, and those are all being passed on to the processors, and and going to be coming down to the consumers. So I think there's a lot of big question marks. Um, that are going to be surrounding the housing market that that aren't really haven't haven't been answered yet, you know. And then you add in the the new coronavirus, um, you know. I don't know. It's uh, it, it it certainly I agree. It looks like it's going to be a great year, but we we really have to also keep an eye on those rates, the inflation, and uh, and the and the virus, and a few other factors that could really. Um, curtail the plans of uh, you know some of the average American families trying to get their get their first or second house. Yeah, I mean it's just a reality. Um, but yeah, I think I think that um, when you and then when you when I was talking earlier about the the increased tariffs on lumber prices and um, yeah, it's just none of this stuff is going to get cheaper. It's all going to go up. So. All right, Gary, we got about, about two more minutes left in this segment. 
Jim, I want to uh, just uh, let everybody know that next week we're going to have kind of a, a cool guest on the show. Right. Uh, his name is uh, Clayton Collins, and uh, he's on Twitter at uh, Clayton A. Collins. And this is a, a guy that works uh, for uh, a big publication out there called Housing, Housing Wire. And I'm a big fan of Housing Wire. It's a publication I read. It's online. Um, and they deal a lot with with financing and what's going on uh, in, in the mortgage world across the, the uh uh, the country. And uh, one of the most interesting things, Jim, that, that they're starting to talk about is uh, uh, fintech or fintech or however you pronounce this. And this is a financial technology and the um, uh, how we could be buying houses in the future. And I don't know if you remember, you and I go way back, maybe 10 Back to the as we got into 2011, let's go say 10 years. You we right. had the discussion about like, is housing going to be as easy to buy as a car one day? Right. And I think we may be on the threshold of this. You know, I don't know if it's going to take another five or 10 years, but I think we're at the beginning stages of being able to buy houses very quickly and not have the waiting process that we currently have. All right, and hey, Gary, uh, Gary, hold your thoughts. We got to take our last break here right now. Okay. So. Folks, you're tuned in to Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We'll come back to wrap it right up. Hey, welcome back to Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Gary, continue on the fintech um, subject that you were talking about. So anyways, it's Clay Nate Collins. He'll be on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show with us next week. Definitely looking forward to that interview. He's uh, uh, the um, one of the, the founders and the CEO of... Uh, Housing Wire Media. So, uh, uh, be interesting to see and hear what his thoughts are as to where he sees the future of financing going for uh, uh, real estate. You know, not only locally but but across the country. So, uh, should be an interesting conversation. Yeah. So, you, what you're talking about is, you know, it's going to be as easy to buy a house as it is to buy a car. Answer in an afternoon. And yeah, you're right, um, Gary. Are you seeing a lot of a lot of um, sales up there without an appraisal being completed now? I don't think we're seeing a lot of them, but we've 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 certainly uh, see the, that you know where they don't require the appraisal on them. We have some kind of a hybrid down here where they go in there and they set up. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's like a 3D camera. Um, this is not an appraiser. Um, but they set that up and it gathers all kinds of information about the house and it sends it on to the lender and I have no idea, but that's, that's their appraisal. Um, I was going to go to one of those um, and it turns out that, that, that uh, at this point in time they wouldn't allow me to be there. Um, so, but that was, that was a very interesting one where it was, it was kind of a pseudo appraisal of, uh, of, of stats that they had about the area and then just to this machine that apparently measures the inside of the house. And yeah, anyway, kind of crazy. Well, nice I think analytics is going to be yep. big data and, uh, I don't think it'll ever replace boots on the ground type of a thing, but the analytics I think is going to be a big part of lenders and lending money for real estate in the future. There you go. All right, Gary, with that, why don't you give out your phone number here? We got to, you got to wrap her up. Two and eight. Three nine zero zero six one five, and my number here down in Florida is two one eight three four eight seven six five three. Folks, happy New Year! Here's to two thousand and twenty two. And Gary, what's your last thoughts? 
Well, everybody, uh, great new year, 2021, and uh, look forward to, to seeing you all next year. Appreciate everybody listening to the uh, Twin Ports Real Estate Show every week, and uh, we hope to bring you the best uh, local national real estate news in 2022. All right, that's it. Thank you for listening, folks. We'll talk to you next week.